Hello! Welcome to episode 31 of the Authors Read Podcast. I'm your host, Leah Ryan. Today's guest is Andrea White, and she'll read from her book, Surviving Minimized. Hi, my name is Andrea White, and I've written a book for middle school students called Surviving Minimized. And it tells the story of a group of people in the future who decide to shrink in order to reduce overpopulation and save the world, and they move to a national park and become insect ranchers. My book is dedicated to my husband, Bill, and chapter one is is called Captured in One Bounce. Even with his oxygen mask on, Zert Cage caught a whiff of moldy tomatoes, plastic, grease, and rotten eggs. Using the masher stick, he packed his overripe and oily load into the barrel of his trash rifle. When he pumped his gun, the loader gave a satisfying slurp. He aimed at the gloomy building that his friends had claimed as their headquarters and pulled the trigger. Bam! The shot fell short. The red mash splattered an old column and slid downward to the street. He ducked behind a rusted triangular sign labeled Caution Radioactive and waited but there was no answering fire. Bizarro, had Echol and his crew stood them up? He glanced over his his shoulder to search for Cribby. His best friend should have caught up with him by now. They'd been slinking down opposite sides of the street using the signs and junked vehicles for cover. Only a tumbleweed of plastic rolled toward him, propelled by the breeze from the Enviro fans. Even though public protection warden Honest Goodman had declared this area safe 20 years ago, the street was still abandoned. Black soot streaked the faces of the crumbling buildings and the potholes had grown large enough to swallow kids whole. The sound of footsteps on broken glass came from the alley as a shadow fluttered in its depths. Zert held his breath and watched a figure lurch out of the darkness. He dipped his hand into the trash bucket to grab a handful of the squishy, stinky stuff that he had harvested from a broken G-pipe. He reloaded and turned toward his target. The thing in his sights wasn't human. It was a creature with curled horns and curly hair. He lowered his gun as an abandoned designer animal tottered toward him. The poog, a poodle oak blend, began licking up the trash on the sidewalk. Poor starving beast. Zert was searching his pockets for leftover nibbles when something clattered close by. He tightened his grip on his gun. A few meters away, Cribby was climbing up the side of a rusty purple lifter using its air vents as stairs. The lifter was an ancient model with thick wheels for driving on the road. A rusted propeller on top for flying up to the up cities where all the rich people lived and a bulky magnet box for docking in the sky. Zert felt a gasp catch in his throat as he saw Cribby reach the roof and straddle the propeller. It wasn't the easy way his friend aimed his rifle at the bombed-out building or his wispy blonde hair blowing in the night breeze. It was his O-mask flopping around his neck. Zert would be grounded for life if his father knew he was waging a trash war during the quarantine with Cribby, the friend his father disliked the most, but at least he hadn't broken his father's most important rule. He ran his finger under the elastic strap of the oxygen mask that cupped his mouth and nose. 
Cribby hadn't exactly dared him, but enough. It wasn't as if he were in any danger. Despite what his father believed, he was 13, he, not a kid anymore. He knew how to take care of himself. Zert yanked off his own O-mask. For the first time in months, he tasted the chemicals, dust, sweat, and garbage of Low City, D.C. on his tongue. The thick night air tickled his nose. Crunchy, it felt great. Cribby began pumping his rifle. He must have located their friend's hiding place inside the gloomy building. Too bad Cribby's ammo was gray, moldy bread. It spewed into a beautiful high arc. Like Zertz, though, the shot fell short and splatted onto the sidewalk. Come out, cowards, Cribby yelled. Silence. Have you spotted them yet? Zert yelled, even though he could already guess the answer. The black trash sack that Cribby wore over his clothes was still slick and clean like his own. Nah, Cribby said as he clambered down from the roof. I'm starting to think Mr. Etc. stood us up. Mr. Etc. Cribby's nickname for Eckle. The shaggy poog stumbled toward Cribby. Red scars pockmarked the animal's face and ears. Its red, milky eyes oozed pus and blood. Cribby! Zert yelled to his friend. That poog's got superpox! He, he jammed his Omax back over his nose and mouth, yanking the straps tighter to make sure it was sealed. Cribby dropped his trash rifle. It clattered to the ground as he grabbed his mask. He had barely gotten it back in place before the poog swayed past him onto the street. Boing! Boing! The sound came from behind him, and he felt his knees start to wobble. He didn't have to turn around to know who was coming. A trampo. Policemen earned their nickname from the spring-powered shoes they wore, shoes that allowed them to bounce as they were on trampolines and which propelled them into the air. A strong hand gripped Zert's arm. Zert's heart did backflips in his chest as he turned to face his bad luck. Policemen never listened, never gave kids a chance to explain. They just hauled kids down to teen jail and booked them. Then, well, he couldn't think about that. The trampo nodded at Cribby. Game's up, son. Cribby ran toward them and launched himself at the trampo's knees. As the trampo crumbled to the ground, he let go of Zert's arm. But in the furious tumble, Cribby ended up underneath the fallen trampo. Why, you nasty little, the trampo yelled. He scrambled to pin Cribby, who was squirming to get away. Old man, Cribby called out Zert's nickname. Run! The words, muffled by his mask, sounded as though shouted from behind a thick wall. Zert picked up his rifle and ran. The black potholes yawned wide as if they would gobble him up as he raced down the street. Out of nowhere, a second trampo bounced into his path. The partner. Zert couldn't see the woman's face, only the tension in the square of her shoulders, the anger in the set of her jaw, and the strength in the expanse of her chest. As Zert searched for an escape route, the partner bounced up and nabbed him. She wrenched his rifle out of his hand and threw it on the ground. A pair of magnetic cuffs appeared as if from nowhere. Hands in front, ordered the cop. Zert gasped. His lungs struggled to bring in enough air. Name, the trampo said as she slapped the cuffs over Zert's wrists. Zert Cage, he wheezed. Somewhere nearby, the 
Pooh bleated. Old man, he heard Cribby yell from the distance. Run! The trampo held Zert's hand over the identity reader until it beeped. Zert Cage, you're going to teen jail. Zert bowed his head. His dad was going to kill him. Thank you. I'd like to thank Andrea for sharing her book with us today. And thank you for listening to the Authors Read Podcast. Be sure to check out the show notes for the link to the book. If you'd like to support the Authors Read Podcast, please like, subscribe, or share. Until next time!